And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the Groovy Podcast. My name is Ken Cousin, podcasting from Marlboro, Connecticut, and I'm joined by... Baruch Sadogurski. That's for you, Ken. From uh, Sunnyvale, California. Hi, everybody, and happy holidays. Absolutely. Happy holidays to you as well. Uh, You look like you're uh, in the office right now. Is that true? Yes, I am. How are things out in sunny, Sunnydale? Uh, Sunnyvale, yeah, it's it's Sunnyvale. quite sunny today. It's fine. Yeah, not that cold. Had a couple of cold cold days earlier, but now it's just fine. Yeah, of course, what you call cold and what much of the rest of the country calls cold are two different things. Well, yeah, we got to the freezing point a couple of nights ago. Okay, very good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm glad uh, you liked it. Uh, well, fine. I just remember seeing some tweets from some friends in Minnesota, uh, minus 17 below, minus 24 below Fahrenheit, which is pretty cold, actually. Yeah, the reason that's the reason why we are not in Minnesota, but in California. So for us, even the freezing point, it's like way too cold. We didn't yeah, sign up for that. I often feel that way, especially about Minneapolis. Uh, we go there twice a year for the No Fluff uh, shows, and uh, every time I go there, I like I, I like the people and I like the environment. Everything's great, and I think, boy, you know, it might be nice to be here a while. And then I walk outside and go, mm, no, that's okay. Thanks anyway. <laughs> so um, we have uh, a nice list of things that went on. We haven't done a newsy podcast in a while. We our last podcast was live from the G three summit. Uh, so I've got uh, a list here on the uh, the show notes, which just as a reminder for those of you listening, it's at uh, github.com slash pledbrook, Peter Ledbrook, slash Groovy Podcast. And there's a special file for each one of the uh, podcasts there. Although if you notice there's a number missing, it's usually because we did a, a live podcast and didn't prepare show notes for that. Uh, that's why we're on 39 rather than 38. So... Just a quick reminder right off the top that the Groovy Slack channel is still pretty active. Uh, do you go there much? Yes, yes. I'm there like almost every day and uh, mostly reading, but sometimes, yeah, I have stuff to say as well. Uh, yeah, I, a couple of interesting channels are there. So there is a channel for uh, uh, Groovy Puzzlers that we don't expect people to actually post the puzzles, but just you know, come in touch and say, okay, we have this groovy, cool stuff that we want to share. Another one is Groovy Twitter, which I think is a bot that posts there the tweets about about Groovy. And that's a very easy way to know what to retweet and gain some good followers on Twitter as well. Uh, there is a Russian language channel, which is very, very important. Not very active lately, but, you know, there are some interesting announcements there. Uh, Sergey Gorov, who got the status of uh, Apache Committer, uh, is there. So, if that's your thing, you're more than more than invited. Um, I haven't visited the Slack channel a lot. I I have other things that I try to keep up on. I keep up on Twitter. I keep up on uh, blogs and try to watch some podcasts and and various other things. So it, it's hard to keep up on everything. Uh, that's one I haven't done a lot of. Maybe I need to ramp that up. At any rate, there's a link to the Groovy Community Slack in the show notes as well as a link to the archive so that everything supposedly in the Groovy channel is archived at uh, groovy-community.slackarchive.io. 
Okay, so we haven't had a lot of releases, a lot of end-of-year releases. We have a lot of activity, however. Uh, Grails did release a bug fix version. They're up to 3.2.4 now. I don't know. I don't remember there being anything major-wise regarding new features. I think it was mostly just bug fixes and and updates uh, to the basic functionality. Yeah, and that's the last release of the year from them, I guess. Well, I would think so, given the, that we're on the. I guess we should even mention it. I'd even say uh, today's the December twenty-second, Thursday. So, uh, yeah, I don't expect a lot of activity between now and the end of the year. Um, well, except for you, I know you're very busy between now and the end of the year, right? Uh, just working, you know. Yeah, exactly. Got all those frogs to, to produce and, and everything. I get it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, some other things that came up, just uh, random newsy things. I noticed uh, the Gradle Twitter feed, at Gradle, uh, is uh, good for daily Gradle information, and they happen to post something that I uh, not recognize right away. It turns out that in Gradle 3.2, if you are doing a large build and you you do control C or whatever to get out of it, turns out that does not in fact kill the Gradle demon, which apparently previously it used to. Did you know that? Uh, that's that's a new one. Those are the improvements of uh, of demon that they that they do. I didn't I didn't notice that particularly. What I know for sure that it's used to kill the demon and it wasn't nice. So I'm glad to hear that it's not the case anymore. Yep, one of the big changes in Gradle 3.0, of course, was that they made the daemon be on by default, which in Gradle 2.0 versions was not true. You used to have to set uh, org.gradle.daemon equals true in your gradle.properties file, either globally, quote, globally in your own uh, system or in an individual project. Now you don't have to do that. Uh, they recommend on a CI server you turn it off, of course, so that everything's nicely reproducible and nothing's cached. But interesting to know that you can kill a build and not wind up killing the demon as well. Uh, speaking of Gradle, uh, Cedric Champeau gave his talk at the so-called Virtual Jug, uh, the Virtual Java Users Group, and he did a talk on what he called Extremely Fast Builds with Gradle 3, and he linked to his slides online. So we have a link in the show notes for uh, those slides. I just skimmed through them. Uh, the normal recommendations, I don't think you'll find anything too dramatically surprising, but a lot of recommendations on how to profile and, and look at uh, information that will give you uh, how to determine information that will tell you what to do to uh, profile your build and improve the productivity. Yeah, and, and, and it's also the, the things that we consider like when known and trivial are come as a surprise for a lot of um, more novice users, so so it was it was a good it was a good um, good talk, good oh, stuff. I'm sure it's always good. Just uh, most of the people I assume listening to this podcast. I mean, all of them, right? I mean, it could be. You know, I've been thinking about that. I think we've been underestimating how many listeners we have. We could very well get into double digits now and then. Seriously, like ten. Well, at least. I mean, you know, maybe even. I don't know. I mean, it could be because, you know, I, I run into these people periodically when I go to conferences. They say, oh, I'm one of those three listeners. I'm like, wow. You know, I, it could very well be a dozen for all we know. So my, my hypothesis would be that you run to the same three people and just because of your age, you keep forgetting who they were. 
That is a that is a legitimate possibility. Yeah, I, right. I could and they're well like, oh, three more, but they're actually the same three. Actually, the best comment I heard is somebody accused us of trying to bump up our listener numbers by having like four or five guests on the Groovy Podcast at the G three Summit. You know, thus guaranteeing we'd have all those extra listeners. And I that's I how we that that's how we went to two hundred percent exposure yeah, of that particular episode. I, you know, I, I took that as a compliment, frankly. You know. Uh, okay, now next um, interesting little project going on. Uh, someone has created someone. I have a link out to check it. A new project called Ersatz, E R S A T Z, is a mock HTTP server library from the same people who are working on that HTTP builder, HTTP builder ng project. We didn't actually talk about that HTTP builder ng yet. Uh, have you taken a look at that at all? I know you. Yes, all about and it. I am. Yes, and I am very excited about it because, uh, unfortunately, the all the HTTP builder that we all used, and it was a DSL wrapper, Groovy DSL wrapper on top of HTTP client, was yeah. how to put it nicely, a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, so I am I'm very excited to see the HTTP Builder NG. It's about time Groovy had a good HTTP um, oriented HTTP client with with a proper DSL. I think it's great. I knew you weren't wild about the old one. I never quite understood why, but okay, that's fine. Uh, I I read through the HTTP Builder NG blog post. I, we put a link in the show notes, so if anybody wants to take a look at that. Uh, so it looks great. I assume NG stands for next generation. I don't remember it being written out anywhere inside there, uh, unless you know differently. Yeah, no. Yep. NG uh, so is definitely next generation. I would think so. Uh, at any rate, the HTTP Builder NG blog post that announced it came out back in September. Uh, so I'm a little surprised we haven't talked about it, but I don't know. I've just got lost in the way. Uh, at any rate, the same people have now put out this... Uh, Earthsat's mock HTTP server library so that they can make a mock server just to easily make it to uh, act like you have a real server, but just provides outputs uh, for both gets and posts, puts, deletes, all those different things on demand. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense because uh, m most of the DSL and the model is exactly the same. Right. So very useful there. Uh, looks like a very promising project there. Now, the... We, our last podcast was from the G3 Summit, and it turns out that several of those presentations are making their way online. Uh, Soren Glazius, especially, I don't know how he made all those recordings himself. Do you? Uh, no, I don't know. I didn't see him with a camera or, or, or something, but apparently he, he was. Yeah, he's got these pretty high-quality screencasts going, and uh, I put a link to two of them, uh, actually three of them in the show notes. Uh, one that I definitely want to watch is the one on the fields plugin. Uh, that's significant, of course, because that's the mechanism used by the Grail scaffolding. And the nice thing about that is that with the uh, static scaffolding, you're generating views that will not update based on new quantities or new attributes inside your entities, your domain classes. But uh, once they introduced the fields plugin, then it didn't matter because you could still generate scaffolding that was the overall structure, and the fields plugin would take care of all the individual properties and the drop downs and all those features. Uh, I understand normally you don't want to leave any scaffolding in your Grails app when you go into production, but as a way to get started, I've always felt that was really helpful. I, I do know we had that conversation a while ago 
on how the dynamic scaffolding was so badly misused by so many people, you know, people mm -hmm. actually leaving it in production that the Grails team felt that they wanted to remove it. And it was only due to the outcry to they put it back reluctantly. At least with the fields plug-in and the static scaffolding, you have something that at least is compiled and effective and responsive to changes in your domain model. Um, any rate, so there's a deep dive on that. Uh, Soren did one, and it's a YouTube recording that I have plans to watch over the over the break here. He also uh, did a couple. One called Tour de Plugin, which I assume is also about Grails plugins, uh, giving some ideas, so, some plugins there, and then uh, also one called Get to Know Grails. These clearly are all partly related to the fact that Soren is now a, a an employee of OCI, and I think that's. A big win-win for both for OCI and for Soren because he knows how to make things visible to the community, and that's that's a great win. Oh yeah, it does that. And I, of course, for those people who don't know, uh, Soren is also the person behind the Great Comp series. Even though uh, there are different people who run the U.S. version and the Indian version, Soren is the creator of the brand, runs the European one, and of course provides support and assistance recommendations for the other affiliated conferences as well. So very, uh, very great contributor to the community. Very helpful in that in that sense. The other G3 Summit uh, talks I noticed I, I didn't put up recordings of those. I, I didn't see recordings. I saw slides and code and things. Uh, Ivan Lopez, Lopez, uh, good old Ilopmar. I don't, I've never asked him what the Twitter handle means, uh, Ilopmar. But at any rate, uh, Ivan. Uh, Ivan Lopez. Yeah. And then Mar. I don't know what it stands for. Yeah, exactly. Mar is water, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure he will let us know. Um, he is also, of course, the person behind. Um, what does he produce? Uh, he doesn't. No, actually, I was thinking of Sergio De La Mo does Ruby Calamari. Ivan does something else, though. I'm blanking on it right now. Uh, I'm sure he'll let us know. At any rate, uh, he we have talks from his on taking advantage of Ruby annotations, also one called Dockerize Your Grails, which I'm sure some people will be very interested in, and then one on creating applications with Grails, AngularJS, and Spring Security, which I think was a tutorial he gave. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't Ivan. That was uh, Alvaro Sanchez. Mariscal, is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he gave a tutorial, I think, at GreatConf in Copenhagen, and I believe he gave a similar presentation at G3. Oh, he must have, because this is the slides for that as well. Uh, have you tried to put Grails in a Docker container or anything like that? Are you one of these container people or not? Yeah, I'm. I am one of the container people, although I didn't put a. Uh, well, well, what I can guarantee is that we have a docker container that runs a bintray um, interaction server bintray ui which is a great application as a container i really have done very little with those things which i know is my own fault uh, i just i tried it once and i ran into some stumbling blocks and i don't work with people who use them so i never really push through but i know that's uh, very very popular admitting you're not using a container is Kind of like admitting that you don't do anything reactive these days, which is just just bad form, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's right. everything is RX this, that, and the other, uh, but right. that's a whole different talk. 
Uh, also, Paul King put his slides up for Apache Groovy, the awesome parts. I think that's the a very similar talk to the one he gave uh, at Copenhagen and at other places. But any excuse to uh, to recommend something by Paul King is a good one. So. Yeah, and I, and I think that's just the beginning of a great series of talks because there is so much to talk about and probably Paul King is the right person to, to run uh, this, this series of talk and they can go deeper, they can go wider, it's just, you know, just whatever whatever you want to throw there, uh, it's, uh, it's good stuff and if Paul King is going to continue to uh, do sequels to this talk, it will be just great. Well, and, and Paul, of course, that also gives us a chance to remind everybody that Paul has now joined uh, OCI on a, well, it's not a full-time basis, but it is a regular basis. And, and I think it's going to be full-time in, in, uh, in a week, like starting January, if I remember correctly. Um, I talked to him at the G3 Summit. I wasn't sure what the time frame was, but of course he had existing obligations. He had to wind down. But however the details are handled, he is now going to be funded to work on Groovy, especially in support of Grails, but just generally in support of the framework for everything, uh, which is a wonderful thing to know. Uh, he and uh, I saw that he and uh, Guillaume Laforge had a nice little meeting after we wrapped up the podcast in, uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, so that was all good. Yep. No, it's, uh, those are of course another Great news for the community, Paul King being with OCI, working full-time job on um, on Groovy, doing uh, real significant pros pro progress towards uh, Groovy, Groovy 3. I, I know that uh, he's occupied with uh, building this release pipeline uh, that matches uh, Apache uh, Foundation uh, procedures and standards. And of course, uh, we are here in JFrog helping uh, helping him to set up all the artifactory and bin tray pipeline uh, to to be able to release as fast as possible theoretically by two clicks of a button one going to the voting stage and the, the other after the voting is done actually releasing and uh, hopefully we'll see much more frequent groovy releases in the future that's very helpful i mean it the only downside if, if there even is a downside of, of going to the Apache Software Foundation was the much more formal process for delivering new releases and I'm glad that now you know hopefully they'll be able to get back to producing releases uh, as frequently as they would like you know now yep. I think it's still too much pain but it's getting there very much yeah so they did a couple of releases in a very manual way to to make sure that they actually comprehend all the all the steps in the process by just you know manually doing it and now when the process is clear we can automate uh, most of it and, uh, and then of course it will be easier on everybody yeah the whole devops idea it's another 2016 buzzword right or that 20 yeah no but you, you you know us if you have to do it twice you write a script for it Right. I mean, that's um, what they call it, uh, continuous delivery there as well, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm just full of buzzwords these days, I guess. Um, by the, on an unrelated note, but interesting, uh, Trisha G, who I don't know if you've met Trisha? Yes, of course. Yes, Trisha is... And I think it's, it's Guy, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, I asked her. I actually did ask oh. her. And she oh. Asked it like, like Jeff. Okay. 
open up that can of worms. No, it's it's actually with a J. It's like it was a J. So it's uh, Trisha G. And of course, if I get that wrong, I'll correct it on the next podcast. Uh, but at any rate, she is a Java champion. And uh, about a year ago, I guess she went to work for JetBrains as a right. developer advocate. That's correct. Right, yeah. and she has uh, in in the past. I don't know, month or so, produced a series of very short videos, roughly two to three minutes in length, illustrating features of IntelliJ IDEA 2016.3. The one I put in the show notes is uh, about Gradle. They're not just basic Gradle support, and including composite builds. I haven't actually tried that in Gradle yet, or rather in IntelliJ. Uh, I did try one just from the command line, but apparently IntelliJ IDEA 2016.3 supports composite builds. I did watch your screencast, though, which showed how you could check certain settings in IntelliJ to make it so every time you do any build or run in IntelliJ, it actually delegates to Gradle. Right. Now, I want to mention, if you do go watch those screencasts, the one that I linked to is like number six or seven out of a series of about 10 or 12, and they're all worth watching, although not not that many of them that directly impact Groovy or another Groovy-related technology. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Once you master your ID, that's one of the most important skills every developer should have. Yeah, if you're an IntelliJ person, they're certainly worth watching. I don't know if there are many others left, especially in our community. Yeah. If you, you know, that's one of the topics that you spoke about, how the support in Eclipse is doing. So I guess more, yeah. more and more people go to the ID with a better Groovy support, and that's why. We're going to have to talk about that at some point, because I, I ran into somebody, and I mentioned that I didn't think anybody was working on the Eclipse plugin anymore, and they said they actually saw some commits on that, that they raised some issues and some things were being modified and changed. Uh, so I'm not, I don't know who's doing it. I'm not aware of that activity. In fact, it didn't even occur to me to go look it up until now. Uh, but. You know, we might want to take a look because maybe somebody is actively working on that uh, plugin, which would be very helpful. I just have no idea who is uh, who would be doing it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be great news because even though I am a very intelligent idea person, and I think that the gap between it and other ideas keep growing, and it's becoming even better. Uh, I still think competition is always a good thing to have. Well, and also a lot of companies have pretty much locked their developers into one particular IDE or another. And since Eclipse was free for all those years, and it's still a very good IDE for Java development, even though I would think but I agree IntelliJ is much better. Uh, still, it's nice to know that, that it would be nice if somebody was uh, helping the Groovy support in that area. Uh, of course, if you bring up IDEs and you don't at least mention NetBeans, you know, that's uh, a small but very vocal community. They would not be happy to be overlooked, and they do. True that. True that. It's it's hard to to overlook. Yep. And we, we and and I understand that they good they do good progress as well, and their support for Groovy is uh, at least decent, if not better than that. Well, we'll see how that goes, because, of course, that was part of Sun, and now it's part of Oracle. You never know with an Oracle-controlled legacy project. It, it could be eliminated at any moment. I just don't know what the situation is over there. Aren't they moved out of Oracle to, I think, Apache as well? I did hear a rumor regarding that. Why don't you check that one, and I'll, I'll cover a couple other things. So at any rate, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look up. Look that up and get back to Yes, it. they are Apache Incubator Project, officially Apache, Apache NetBeans. Yeah, 
I did remember seeing something about that. You know, we're going to have to add that to the show notes. Uh, and I apologize to all the NetBeans users who are uh, actually probably very happy that they're out from under Oracle at this point. I, I I guess yes, and and especially if we're talking about Groovy users that know that move to Apache actually doing good to your project, they should be very enthusiastic seeing NetBeans moving to Apache. Okay, moving on, uh, Mr. Hockey, uh, Hubert A. Klein Inking, right? And how mm -hmm. do you say it right? Uh, I call him Mr. Hockey. Yes, um, Mr. Hockey blogspot dot. Right, I could click on an about button here to make sure I get it right. Um, yeah, Hubert Klein Icking, right, with the A in there as well, uh, known as Mr. Hockey. At any rate, he has been very active lately on his blog post, but not that much directly related to the Groovy ecosystem. Uh, but one I did notice, uh, he put up a gradle goodness of how you can uh, run a task ignoring up to date checks. Uh, many people are familiar with the fact that in Gradle, then when uh, Gradle is deciding whether to rerun a task or not, it does take snapshots of the inputs and the outputs and creates a hash for them and everything and, and uses that to determine whether the task is up to date or whether it can be skipped. And what Mr. Hockey pointed out is something that I, I feel like I should have known and, and didn't know, is that all you have to do is uh, add a flag dash dash rerun dash tasks and all the so-called up-to-date tasks will rerun again. And, I mean, it's that simple. I had no idea about it. It's a perfect uh, sweet spot for Mr. Hockey to add a very tiny but very, very useful blog post again. Indeed. Yeah. Now, uh, moving on, um, SDK Manager, our beloved SDK man with, with or oh, without yes. the exclamation point in the cartoony font, you know. Yep. Uh, they're doing a couple things, one of which I put in the show notes. Uh, it turned out that now they have a new command in SDK man 5.3.0 called outdated. And if you run the outdated command or just O for short, it will offer to update all outdated candidates. Yeah, uh, I think it lists the outdated candidates, not actually trying to upgrade them. It just gives you the list of all, all of which are outdated. No, I, I actually tried it. Um, I was uh, the only thing I had out of date at the time was I hadn't upgraded my Grails release to that 3.2.4, but I just yep. said I just said uh, SDK O, you know, outdated, and not only did it detect that Grails was slightly out of date, it also proceeded to update it for me. It might have given me a prompt to hit yes or no. I think I, I don't remember offhand. Yeah, maybe maybe it was a prompt because I tried it as well, and I was under the impression that it's only lists the, yeah, I think, the candidates. I think you're right. But whatever. I think that the biggest news, and I'm not sure we spoke about it, uh, is the install of uh, JDK. Right, right. And I didn't put that in the show notes because it's not, I don't think it's official yet. I think that's still in beta. But uh, if you go to their beta channel, if you can get on that beta program, they are making it possible to install the JDK through SDK Mad which is an automated mechanism we have needed for years. I think I saw a screenshot that showed it prompt for uh, you authorizing the license or something, that the box you yes. always had to check yes. on the website. And if you just said yes on that, then yes, you had a fully automated install of the JDK. 
Yeah, so the prompt is Oracle requires that you agree to Oracle binary code license agreement, blah, blah, blah. And mm. then do you agree to terms of the agreement? You go yes, and then it downloads, and it actually downloads um, the native package. So I'm on Mac, it downloaded the, the a DMG, and then it knows how to uh, mount it and find the package and install it and you know do all the correct mounts and and uh, all the all the smart stuff uh, inside uh, i have to say that the idea that you can install java automatically after an approval of um, of this uh, agreement it's not new a debian or debian based uh, linux distributions like ubuntu did it for years you could install oracle jvm on debian and uh, again you have to like approve the license uh, jenkins does it uh, when you want automatic provision jdk's on agents you approve it in front uh, up front and then it does it as well but uh, for the broader developer community that uses max uh, that's th those are great those are great news yeah that okay so other projects had created the groundwork. I wonder if he leveraged any of that to figure out how to do it himself. But one way or another, that's coming. And I, I hope that will be released relatively soon. Uh, the last thing I ever want to do is put any extra pressure on, um, uh, oh, geez, I just blanked on his name. How could I forget? Uh, who does SDK manager? Marco, Marco Vermulin. Yeah, yeah, Marco Vermulin, right. Because uh, he does wonderful work. Not only that, you know he basically supports all of the servers that are serving up the, the, the clients and candidates and everything out of his own pocket. You know, I, don't, I think he's running on AWS or whatever, uh, or some client in front of AWS. Anyway, I think he's doing that all himself. And, and we, we got to, as a community, somehow fix that. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 we spoke uh, with Marco, I think, a year ago, and I proposed a, to think about how Bintray can help. Uh, although um, I'm not sure that's the right fit because Bintry serves binaries and binaries for SDK come from uh, different uh, locations, whatever uh, um, whatever the vendor is using, right? So, for example, when you install Java, it downloads from Oracle servers, not SDK main servers. Uh, or, um, and when you download Grails or Groovy, it does come from Bintray. But that's, again, not something that SDK requires or um, designed around. And what uh, Marco has, the SDK main, is mainly the the backend logic that you know maintains the candidates and decides what should be uh, served etc so uh, but yeah i i believe we can we can somehow uh, help well i mean at minimum i think he should do something like have a patreon account you know i i'd support a handful of people using patreon and you know kick in five bucks a month just to defer some of the costs of what he's doing out there yeah but no, I, I, I agree yeah, we'll talk to him at some point, see what what the community can think of as a way to help that. Because, of course, it's it's the tool of choice for pretty much everybody in the Groovy community on all of these different projects. And, of course, it supports many projects that go well beyond Groovy, uh, not limited to things like Scala and even Maven and the dreaded uh, Kotlin as well. Yeah. Yep. Those. yep. Okay. I now, don't know. Can it install Kotlin by now? Uh, yes, it can actually. I'm afraid so. Oh, here you go. And and that that's interesting that you know about it. I, I lobbed that softball over the plate. I was waiting for you to hit it. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> another interesting development with the Grails people, I think we might have mentioned this at the G3 Summit, but we didn't document anywhere. Grails now has these guides, uh, the guides.grails.org, I believe, from his mouse over. Yeah, guides.grails.org. And uh, I put in the names of the individual guides they have at the moment, but I didn't link to them because it's best, it looks like, just to go directly to that page and select one. They've got one on sending server events with Grails, and there's some RX job under the hood, uh, building a REST app with either Gorm and Hibernate 5 or MongoDB, and using the new React profile for Grails as well. I know, I was talking to Jeff Brown, I'm, I know they're going to be expanding those in the future, You know, all trying to tackle this problem of how do you help people get up and running quickly and solve particular problems without having to just go to Stack Overflow or something like yep. that. Yeah, no, th those mini guides are great, and what Trisha did is actually the same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. A, a lot of companies are looking for this sort of, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, community outreach, but developer support, something to make it easier to adopt the technology to solve a particular problem. Absolutely, yes. yes. I know it's, the Cradle good... people are working on things of that nature as well. Yeah, that's that's a good thing to do. We have some around. Uh, mentioning Scott Brown, by the way, I ran into him... Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago here in uh, Cupertino and had the privilege to buy him an ice cream <laughs> in a local Safeway. So, yep. Very good. Well, he and I wound up on a flight together when leaving, I think it was when we were leaving the G3 Summit because my flight got canceled or delayed or whatever. I wound up having to go on a different airline and by just a sheer coincidence, I wound up on the same flight to of all places, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, where we were both transferring to different planes. Um, he was there with his wife as well, so we got a chance to go grab a bite to eat as well. So uh, he's certainly making the rounds. You know, he's being very active there. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, there's been some tweets lately about new developments in Groovy that are at least scheduled. Uh, Daniel Sun, or Soon, I don't know how you pronounce it. Daniel Sun is, uh, there was a tweet about him working on a parser called the parrot parser yes and one of the yes, new yes. Features is a good old elvis assignment right question mark equals and we'll see how that goes uh i'm waiting to see what happens with the new compiler i know that's what they're working on partly for the java 8 support as well so that when the new java 8 syntax is uh, available in groovy it will be using that parrot parser i believe Yep. I don't yeah, I don't know why they called it parrot, though. Do you have any idea? It doesn't have well, any. No, I, I, I don't know, and that's an interesting question for for Daniel. But but I think those are what the, this is the most exciting development with Groovy we had for for years from technical perspective because that's like kind of a rewrite of um, of all the backend of the Groovy language, the meta object protocol, the parser, the lexer, everything is being rewrite because, uh, you know, 10 years is, is more than 10 years. 15 years is a good, um, aging for, uh, for software. And we should get more robust uh, version of Groovy, a faster, less puzzlers, right? Although that may be hard on me, but anyhow, and, and uh, more features uh, going on. So uh, 
the pirate is actually groovy three and that's that's very exciting to see how it moves forward and it looks like daniel doing a great job there what we can hear from the other commuters like paul king and guillaume and cedric uh, that they are very uh, pleased with daniel's progress so this is this is great i'm very excited about the pirate yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I again, I don't know any of that particular stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't know the underlying workings of the compiler, uh, but I know they are working very hard. And as you say, there's been a lot of very positive, interesting developments that we can all look forward to for Grails uh, Groovy Three, whenever that comes about. Yep. Now, um, I know I'm going to pronounce his name wrong again. I, he even came and told me, and I hope I get it. it I think it's pronounced Skulk, actually. Skulk, Kronje? I have no idea, and yeah. I agree with you that we, yeah. we need to learn. Well, it, I, it's worse because he's told me. I mean, I know he's told me, and I, I still get it wrong. Uh, I, the name is South African, but I think he spends most of his time in... Uh, I don't think he's in the UK now. I think he might be in the Netherlands or something. I know he's in Europe. Uh, at any rate, he's uh, he released some information about the Gradle test plugin, which is now, of course, Skull, you know, you're no doubt aware, wrote a couple of um, self-published books, the Lean Pub books, on best yes. practices for Groovy or Gradle plugins, rather. Mm -hmm. uh, at any rate, he wrote a Gradle test Gradle plugin, which allows you to test your plugin against multiple versions of Gradle. And he just released a new version of that, and uh, that's that could be very useful. I I don't know how many people take the time to test their plugin. Of course, it should be everybody, and this is uh, definitely a good way to help automate that process. Agreed. So we have a link to that, and then that brings me to the good old groovy calamari. Uh, that's uh, Sergio Delamore and the dreaded one-eyed pink squid nightmare. You know, oh, you 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 really got uh, into this uh, new I, logo. I think that 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 beast needs a name, don't you think? And the only name I could come up with uh, was Nemo. Does that work for Nemo. you at all? I don't no? know. I think I think that's the groovy calamari. Well, but the squid should have a name. I mean, I wasn't thinking Nemo as in Finding Nemo. I'm thinking Nemo as in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and and you know some horrible beast from your nightmares that. Drags the ship down under it. No. I yeah. Mean, no. But now, yeah. now, nowadays, everybody think Nemo, the Pixar animated movie Nemo. Oh yeah. When he was actually, a, you know, a tiny golden clownfish, very cute one. Nothing. To yeah, yeah. That's not the association I was looking for. And I know Nemo. I know. Was I, know, I know. Not the monster, but you know. All right. Well, we need a name, or, or I, I think that uh, Sergio should have some kind of contest to, you know, name that beast. Oscar. That sounds. That sounds a good. Like yeah, a something. Good plan. I, yep. I assume it would have to start with a G, but maybe not. You know, I mean, we're willing to be flexible on this because if he doesn't come up mm -hmm. with something, I'm going to have to. So we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Any rate, right. released a couple of Ruby Calamari issues. Uh, the latest one has some things about using enums with Grails domain classes. Uh, by the way, that's something I dealt with once uh, years ago. I keep meaning to write a blog post about this and. Then I realized how much work it would be to do the blog post, so I, I kind of get distracted to other things. Years ago, I took the um, a sample database from MySQL, the Sequila database that is a video store and everything, and I ported the entire domain model to Grails. 
uh, including the functions, the stored procedures, and everything. And I've got it in my GitHub repo. You know, it's a, it's just called Sakila in my GitHub repository. But I've mm -hmm. never actually written a blog post to talk about all of that. And one of the things in there was an enum, you know, for the movie ratings and everything. Yes, uh, it was that was a fair amount of work. But at any rate, in the calamari, this uh, this issue that does have a discussion in there about Grails domain classes and enums. There's also a, a link to a, an article about using extension module modules in Groovy, and then several talks about uh, writing and working with AST transformations. Yep. As usual, we're always very grateful when the Groovy Calamari shows up because then we can just piggyback right on top of that. Flesh oh out. yes, oh yes, good stuff. Not yes, to mention the fact, not to mention that that's good good information. You know, mm -hmm. good stuff as well. Yep. Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday that said there are now two hundred plugins available for Grails three. Uh, I remember that there were many, many more in Grails 2, but that I saw Graham answer a question once, Graham Roche, uh, commenting on the Grails plugin, saying that many of the Grails 2 plugins are no longer even needed in Grails 3 yeah, because yeah. you can leverage all the Gradle plugins now, as well exactly. as all the stuff from Spring Boot. You know, So a lot of the things that we used to add through plugins have been submerged into the framework itself. But yes. still, all the major plugins, if you are hesitating to adopt to transition to Grails 3 because you have particular plugins in mind, it's certainly worth a try by now. Yep. yep. And of course, Spring Security was one of the first ones to get the full scale treatment. I, I still think, I think that is still the number one most used plugin in a Grails world. No, that makes sense, right? Every service you do with Grails, with, uh, Grails requires security. Now, Guillaume LaForge did a blog post and then gave a talk and then gave another talk at the G3 Summit where he, uh, of course, now a proud developer at Google, used Google's BigQuery to analyze, was it, half a million Gradle build files hosted in GitHub? Uh, he was able to analyze those and determine some statistics, you know, which are the most popular Gradle versions at the moment, are there more Gradle projects or Maven projects, all this sort of stuff. And of course, uh, the the thing that I liked a lot is the most popular a Gradle plugin. Yeah, and uh, do you remember which one it was offhand? Uh, JFrog. Yeah, well, not a big shock, right? Uh, <laughs> at any rate, there were a lot of interesting features there. There are a lot of uh, Android plugins, but that was kind of inevitable because Android is uh, every Android app in existence now uses Gradle as a build tool, and everything is done through a build script block to download the plugin. So not at all a surprise that plugin would show up a lot. You know, every Android project at GitHub would have that plugin in it. Um, but oh, there were You know what? I, I'm looking now at the, the list of the, sorry for, for getting back, looking at the list of the plugins. I don't know where I got this idea. And it, and I said the frog, doesn't make any sense because, of course, the Java plugin, the Groovy plugin, the, the Android plugin should be way more popular, and of course they are. Yeah. So, so I, I know the, it's in there. So ours is I. It's it's of course there, and it's very high, and maybe it was the f the one that is not packed with Gradle, uh, the, uh, you know, the first one which is external. But I just remember this tweet that it was somehow on top. Maybe maybe that is the answer because of course all the language plugins and the idea plugin and Eclipse plugin and Android plugin uh, all, right. all those are 
are much higher as it as they should be so maybe our was the, the first one which is external one that that makes sense well i know the build init plugin uh puts in a repository for j center it used to put in maven central now it's all j yeah. Center. so right, right. That. Uh, i yeah, remember yeah. what when looking at the version numbers as well, uh, I think 2.4 was number one, but 2.14.1 was second, and then 3.1 was like in third or fourth. So I, I, it looks like people are upgrading. They just not everybody has necessarily moved up to three yet. It's all also very interesting the dependencies that uh, that people use, uh, and uh, that's interesting how the top three all 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 the top three are are testing dependencies the most popular like 10 times more popular than the second one is JUnit and then we have more Mokito which I think is a transitive dependency of JUnit if I'm yes. not in error and yes. the third one is uh, is a Spock framework have you used JUnit 5 yet have you done anything with that uh, yeah so I pl I played with an early beta it was like a little bit too complicated I guess they simplified it since then they have like three different dependencies and it took me a while to understand yeah. what actually I need uh, I hope now it's better but uh, I think I'll, I'll I'll stick with Spock for now now this is uh, I'm jumping on this early because it's not even formally released yet JUnit 5 and of course, in the Groovy world, we have Spock, and most of the facilities that JUnit is adding in five, we've already had for years. You know, the parameterized feature tests and the, yes, uh, yes. You know, lots of other nice things are built right in. I wonder if the JUnit five people have any idea what kind of backlash they're going to get. Uh, they have changed just about everything. I mean, not to mention making it far more complicated just to choose what you want to add. Uh, but I mean even the fact that before and after are gone and now it's before each and after each I mean even stuff that's trivial has changed and this is a testing framework that Everybody knows and nobody wants to have to relearn, you know So yeah, yep. I'm waiting to see what the response is when this thing finally comes out And they're all excited and say isn't this wonderful and have everybody go but 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 you changed everything we like and I, we'll see how that goes yeah, that that will be definitely will be interesting. I agree. Yeah, I I hope it'll go well, but I just don't know. We'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the 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 blog post by Gil Laforge. I put a link in there. He also does that presentation on a somewhat regular basis. If you get a chance to see Guillaume's uh, discussion about you know running BigQuery on Gradle builds, I know he has plans to run BigQuery on many different projects, and of course. He tries at Google to introduce Groovy wherever it is practical and possible to do so. So that's great. Yeah, and and I think that it's a great match, uh, Guillaume and Groovy, in in Google because uh, they both give him the the space and the time to keep being involved in Groovy, and uh, he can uh, introduce some great integrations between. Uh, Google and Groovy uh, in, in in many ways uh, the, the both DSLs are out existing Groovy APIs and using the Groovy power uh, to uh, to somehow you know make make those APIs even better and the other way around using tools that are only available from Google to promote Groovy like this blog post excellent 
Uh, just as an aside, uh, I noticed there was actually a tweet by our good friend Peter Ledbrook, our friend. Yes. Yeah, uh, who pointed out something that, again, I wish I'd known a while ago. It turns out in Grails, now I presume this is Grails 3, you can change the default package, or rather you can set the default package for all the artifacts when you create the app, just by, instead of saying create app, you say it with a name, you give it the package name and everything, the fully qualified package name. Uh, along Like his example was com.example.myapp, which will create a my app application with the default package being com.example. Now, fortunately, one of the nice features of Grails 3 is that you can go right into the application.yaml file and there's a default package setting. So once you know about that, it's easy enough to change after the fact. I didn't know you could actually set that right on creation time. Mm -hmm. Interesting. By the way, I did exchange a brief email with Peter just to let you know he is doing well. He's very happy right now. He's got a lot of things going on as usual. And hopefully I'll be able to grab him into at least being a guest on a podcast, even if he doesn't really necessarily want to come back on a regular basis. But we'd love to get him back on the podcast and say hi to everybody. But for those who are wondering, yes, he's around, he's active, and, and things are fine. Um, just wanted to mention Right. So, so what we what we know is that uh, did he officially stand off, you know, the the podcast? Say that again, please. Uh, does did he officially stand off being one of the one of the podcast uh, hosts? I would say. I don't. I don't know that Peter has ever officially done anything on that. <laughs> I mean, I I think he's kind of left the door open and. Frankly, right, I'm right. perfectly happy to uh, to leave the door open for him whenever he would like to wander. Yeah, in. no, that that what I, I really want him to be like, you know. Yeah, but I I don't get the feeling. I I actually what I think is going to happen is I think he's planning to take a little bit of time off actually from from pretty much everything. I, I think he needs to get away for a while, uh, so we can Got put it. all kinds of pressure on him here just to show up and be a guest. But I don't know that we need to. Yeah, no, that that will work fine. Yeah, just fine. But I did want to tell you, I, I did talk to him, and, and it, was, it was good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Keep him involved. Uh, I, I think that's everything I had in my list. Uh, right now, I'm in the gap between the end of one No Fluff Just Stuff season and the beginning of the next. Uh, the, no, the new No Fluff Just Stuff season begins at the beginning of March. Um, I know I'll be attending uh, Dev. Uh, well, first things first, I'm going to be attending uh, GreatConf in India, in Delhi in um, January. So that's just a couple of weeks away. Uh, looking forward to that. that. That should be a lot of fun. I have to update my talks though, <laughs> as well. Um, and then after that, I'll be at uh, DevNexus in, in um, February. Are you going to? And that's yes. That's where we will see each other. Is that? And the probably record another episode of the live podcast will that be the the debut of the new season of the groovy puzzlers exactly uh, uh, uh no no we don't do groovy puzzlers there just yet i guess the new season will kick off at the great conf uh, in copenhagen that's Very i good. think that's the plan i believe venkat uh you know subramanian will be at uh, great conf in, in copenhagen this year Oh, that will be that will be awesome. I think he's that's, that's a big, big attraction. Very good. 
Uh, so we want to thank, of course, the No Fluff Just Stuff Conference Tour for giving us a homepage, a place where if you just go to nofluffjuststuff.com slash groovypodcasts, all the both YouTube videos and the uh, audio files are available there uh, in addition to the normal RSS feed and everything through Podbean. Uh, do you need to say anything nice about uh, your company there or anything else? Uh, yeah, no, I just want to mention. I just want to mention the Alexa skill uh, from uh, from wow. Ryan again that you can uh, now uh, listen to the Groovy podcast using your uh, Echo devices, uh, and uh, I I tried it at home and uh, I hate to hear myself speaking, so I had to uh -huh. stop very soon. But I can, but I can uh, at least uh, know that it works and. Yeah, you uh, you all more than invited to use Alexa to to listen to our podcast. Uh, there was an interesting tweet that apparently the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas, W Y N N, is uh, putting an Alexa Echo or the Amazon Echo in all four thousand seven hundred rooms of the hotel or something like that. Um, that that makes a lot of a lot of sense because there are a really good amount of self service that they can off offload. To the machine and, and save themselves some money. Well, I happen to think I like the Google Home that I have. I really think that's very nice. Uh, although I I have not yet been able to figure out how to get it to play the Groovy podcast. Uh, they did release their SDK for the uh, Google Assistant, and I'm sure Ryan's hard at work trying to get all that to work as well. Yeah, what what I what I heard from Ryan is that he not a big, very big fan of the way they did it now because from what I understood, all the APIs are outsourced to the API.ai service, which right. is. Uh, you know, the, the, you need it's a proprietary service that you need to pay uh, in order to get access and this kind of stuff. So, from from what I understood, for a very brief conversation we had, he's still being pretty much uh, Alexa guy at the moment, at least. Uh, well, well, I mean, it's a very rich space. A lot of stuff's going to happen in that space, and and we'll see how that plays out. Absolutely, yes. yes I, I do need to mention one minor thing that I've produced. Um, I have a whole series of videos that are available on Safari, you're no doubt aware, uh, some of which are on Groovy, some on Gradle, and some others. Uh, as part of another project I was working on, I got reinvolved at Java 8 Generics. Um, I thought Java 8 Generics was a solved problem, and it, it was, and I never really learned it. I learned the minimum I had to back when I when it came out in Java 1.5. But if you play with the Java 8 API at all, you see that they use generics in a huge way all through the API. So yes. I decided it was time to really dig into that, and as a result of that effort, I, I produced a short video, I think on Safari, it's at, I think it's at most two and a half hours, something like that, on understanding Java 8 generics. So if uh, you go through shop.oreilly.com or if you're on Safari, you can uh, feel free to listen to that and take advantage of it. There's a GitHub repository and everything. If that that's, happens, something or no, that that's that's important and and it's a good thing because there are tons of people that still uh, have hard time to get their their head around generics. So that's that's a really good deed. Yeah, it was a, it was a small thing and it, it seemed useful. It certainly was helpful for me to get my thoughts straight on the matter. Uh, no, one absolutely. last thing, just to point out, uh, this is the holiday season. This will be our last podcast of the year as well. Uh, we've done. A bunch of them this year. That's really good. Uh, it's been a great pleasure working with you, and um, with you. And I know that 
some people, let's just say, are having a very difficult time this time of year. Uh, it may normally be a time of celebration and everything, but it's hard on some people, and I understand that. Let me just say, uh, by way of, of any comfort that it might be, you're not alone, okay? There are, it, it feels difficult. It feels like we may be in for some difficult times in the future. It's been a very hard year for a lot of people. Just know that we're with you. We're listening. Uh, we obviously can't afford to lose any user, any listeners, right? You know. Yeah. yeah. But we're very happy to have you here, and you know we're all in this together. So please just you know hang in there. Uh, you have a great. The best thing about the Groovy ecosystem is the community, and you're part of it if you want to be part of it. That's all it takes. That's true. So, anything else, or are we all set? Yeah, no, I think we, we should uh, wish happy holidays to all our listeners and uh, Merry Christmas to whoever that's the big deal for them and Happy Hanukkah for whoever celebrates Hanukkah. Happy New Year for everybody, I guess. And uh, that's... Or whatever. Is it. Let's, just, let's just try to, let's just try to, you know, to make those holidays as happy as we can. And uh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure next year will be better than the previous one, just because that's what we have, uh, that's what we hope every year. And feel free to contact us at, at Groovy Podcast on Twitter. Uh, of yep. course, uh, you can always contact us by email or any other way you like. And uh, thank you very much, and we look forward to seeing everybody again in the new year. Yeah, see you in uh, 2017. Bye bye. Yeah. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.